welcome to Don't Ask Me That, a local pastor podcast. It is a known fact that every local pastor in every local church is an absolute expert in absolutely everything. And this is the show where we prove that that is just absolutely not true. But we do know some stuff, and what we don't know, we'll probably make up. So here is our best shot at your super hard questions. All right, what's up, listeners? Uh, Welcome to Don't Ask Me That, a local pastor podcast. I am your host for this week, Travis Morrow, and I'm here with our resident local pastor, Cody Cannon. What's What's going on, Cody? What's up, Trav? Good times in here. Looking forward to this conversation for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And so the thing we're talking about today is one that, um, you know, we we have a pretty concrete answer for. Um, The question is, I think so. Why should someone go to church? Uh, Spoiler (laughs) alert: uh, You should. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, just so you know, you can skip ahead to the end where we just say that you should. You definitely should. And if you're not right now, uh, something's wrong. You're not. You're not doing a good job. Go. Yeah, there, there we go. Quickest podcast we've ever had. Boom. Done. done. <laughs> Outro uh, music. Go. Right. <laughs> uh, but but most of the dispute over this question kind of comes to um, how you interpret that and like what some of those things mean. Um, so, Cody, what do we mean when we say someone should go to church or specifically a local church? Nice. Awesome question. And, and so a couple things with that. Uh, one is, as I recognize the bias uh, that could come across and, and the pushback that could possibly come is, I'm a local church pastor, and uh, it may come across as, hey, you should come to my church on Sunday. And like, you know, like a commercial for, for my particular church. And, right. we'll, and We'll link to our website and <laughs> our service times be in the footnotes for this. There you go. Perfect. I, I appreciate that. But, um, but in all honesty, no, I don't. I don't. I, that has nothing to do with it. I, I um, believed and was passionate about the local church before I ever had a job at a church. Um, never planned on doing this job. Uh, scripture actually pushed me towards a desire to be among God's people in a local congregation. And so, and I think anybody that, that takes the teachings of the New Testament, especially serious, uh, will be drawn to that conclusion. So I just want to, I want to push back against that pushback that, that this has nothing to do with me wanting you to come to my church. I want you to go to a church, to a good gospel-centered, gospel-preaching, Jesus-loving, Jesus-worshiping church, and I want you to go there, and I want you to plug in, and I want you to serve, and I want you to grow. Um, I want you to uh, preach the gospel to those who will listen. I want you to learn what the gospel is. I want you to bleed the gospel um, all over your community, all over your city. Um, for the sake of Christ. And so I want you to, and, and we want you to. Um, so let's start there and just say this has nothing to do with commercialing uh, our church. And the funny thing is I haven't said the name of our church yet. I guess everybody knows, but uh, maybe I'll intentionally not do that. Um, but but I think maybe the first thing that we need to answer is uh, uh, defining a church. What constitutes uh, a church and, and maybe more specifically a, a local church? Right, uh, and I think that's where, you know, among the the church and like the body of Christ as a whole that that's where a lot of confusion or conflict comes from is that a lot of people have different definitions for a church and then they'll you know make their own denominations or right. sects off it, of yeah uh, uh, like what their definition of a church actually is yeah so, and so when we say church 
What do we mean? Yeah, so good, good question. Because in our particular day and age, uh, people have a funny, you know, people will throw on their laptop and they can watch a whole service from some other huge church in other state and believe they've gone to church. Or uh, they'll, they'll throw on a podcast and they'll... <laughs> kind of ironic on a podcast, uh, but they'll listen to like uh, a famous preacher who pr- will preach for 30 minutes and they'll be like, ah, I don't got to go to church today. Like I listened to this dude and it was really good. I got really fired up from this sermon. I don't need church. Um, and I just, I mean, I would just say right now, like that is awful. Um, where that comes from is an absolutely super low view of what the New Testament would say about the gathering of God's people together for the sake of worship. So let's define. Let's define a church, what a local church is. And and it's crazy because it's actually um, not as boxed as maybe you would want it to be. And and I think that's good for us. Like, like there's no passage that I'm going to tell you. If you flip over to this passage, it's going to say step by step, here's how exactly how your church should go. You know, how, this right. is what you should do on Sunday. Um, and you actually see a change even within the pages of the New Testament, right? So like you have um, in the book of Acts at the birth of the church you have the um the they're only in Jerusalem right and they're among a big gathering in the temple 12 apostles are leading and discipling thousands of people are coming to Jesus and they're getting baptized so we're tempted to think to ourselves well that's how it should be, right? But even as you move along into the New Testament, you have a change, right? By the time you get to some of the older letters, um, you know, specifically thinking of like Titus and 1 Timothy and thinking of those um, types of letters, all of a sudden now you got elders and you even have like... And some real, yeah, like definitive structure to what a church and what... Um like individual officials' roles are within the church. Right, and expectations for those local communities, and they are intended to be local. Like you even have um, in a, a, like senior pastor figures in, in Timothy and in Titus, and, and Paul makes very clear, I left you in that local place to stay there and to pour into that place, raise up leaders in that place, appoint elders in that place. Um, so, so Timothy, you're the senior pastor, if, you know, maybe, maybe that's a stretch of the term, but of Ephesus, the church, the local church in Ephesus, you, and and then you got uh, Titus. You are the local church pastor in Crete, and point leaders there. And it's you guys are you got your work cut out for you, you know. And and so um, you have like this shift. So so defining a church is not always the easiest thing. So so I think what we would have to do is apply the principles that are laid out for us practically in the New Testament. And so what I'm about to, I'll, I'll give a list of some, but but it's not exhaustive. I don't, I don't think it's exhaustive at all. Um, um, someone might be listening to this and be like, well, you didn't even say, and okay, totally, but let's, let's throw out some stuff that should at least be involved for uh, something to be considered a church. You hanging out with your buddies somewhere and you happen to mention Jesus is not a church. We're, and, we're four Christians and we went to a happy hour. This yeah. is how we do church. Yeah. Right? and we, yeah. We're doing life together, man. Yeah. This is life, bro. We went <laughs> golfing today. Or, or even maybe even like the opposite of that. Like I sat on my couch and I prayed. I went to church today. That's the same thing. And no, it isn't, right? Okay, so so let's at least push back on that stuff. And the thing is, is right, before I even say these, and I'm like leaving everybody on the edge of their seat here, um, but but uh, even before we say this, like, like guys, you know that's not church. 
Like you know that there is something different and, and you know it's not okay for you to be alone on your couch and call it church or for you to be hanging out with your buddies on the golf course and you prayed or something and you you call that church. Or even like maybe maybe college students would listen to this and they would um your your college ministry. Like that you're real you're really tempted to think, well, I went to the gathering of college students, uh, that's good enough for church. Or I went to my small group this week. That's good enough for church. Um, uh, youth group, uh, I, I did that. What do I need to go to church for? And so all, all of those different things. Um, and so let me push back on all of those. And I think we know deep down when we read the pages of the New Testament, we know that's not what it's talking about. That is not church. And so let, let's let's gather some principles, okay? So, so I'd say church, a local community uh, of followers of Jesus Christ, Christ, um, if, if they were to consider themselves a local congregation, they first have to be able to fulfill the expectations laid out to Paul um, and Titus in 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 First Tim or by Paul to uh, Timothy and to Titus in in First Timothy three and Titus chapter one. So these expectations of these elders, um, you have to be able to have that. You have to be able to have um, leaders who are appointed as elders who fit the description of uh, these how, how uh, the descriptions that Paul gives to both of these these senior leaders or these pastors so so there you go you have that so you got some elders in your church um, and and who fit the descriptions who are above reproach who are uh, the husband of one wife one woman man uh, those those types of things you know and whose children are not led to debauchery and all, all those kind of things so you got a group of guys that meet those expectations that they, there's suppo- you're supposed to have that in a local congregation um, I'd also say it needs to be diverse in age enough to where we can fulfill what, what Paul lays out to Titus to have older women teach younger women and by principle older men who are able to teach younger men, um, both through life experience as well as teach scripture. And so if, if you're just a group of college students, you cannot fulfill that. You cannot read Titus and be like, this is my church. You can't. You'd be looking around saying, ah, we can't do that one. Um, and so there needs to be a diversity in age in, in a local congregation, as well as if if you're showing up to a place and there is no younger people to pour into, um, I, I'd say you're dangerously close to, to not being able to obey that one, of being able to teach the younger generation. And I think that's a part of it. Um, I'd also say um, anywhere uh, a church needs to be a place where uh, a vast array of spiritual gifts can be used. So if the Holy Spirit gives out um, these lists of gifts that are, that are all you know all over the place, First First uh, Corinthians twelve through fourteen, uh, you got a lot of lists there. Uh, Romans twelve. I don't think any of these lists are exhaustive at all. Um, but I think for sure the Spirit the Spirit gives gifts to um, build the church and to grow and to um, you know to uh, edify people who are in the body of Christ. And so if like it's just you and your buddy, 
buddies and who all have the gift of teaching and you're sitting around in a circle that's not a church. Um, even if it's your small group and and you know that like there are a handful of spiritual gifts there, but there's not even close to an array of, of spiritual gifts, the one that would like signify like the body of Christ, you know, like that is supposed to be the, you know, like, like Paul says in Ephesians, a manifold wisdom of God of like this folding in of all different types of people folding in to make the church. And I and I think that, that that's one. Um, I'd, I'd even push further and say that there needs to be um, somebody like a Timothy, somebody like a Titus, a senior leader, um, a, a main uh, elder, teaching elder, doctrine um, keeper, and, and there, there needs to be someone um, who is that. And so sometimes you have the, these groups like, yeah, this is the leader, I'm kind of the facilitator, but no, I think there needs to be a shepherd who can shepherd the flock among them, um, you know, push f- a little further. Um, there needs to be such a diverse group of people of, of different ages and different maturity in relationship with Christ uh, that you can um, exercise some of the things that we're told to do. As as uh, And maybe this is a too negative of one, but um, if church discipline is not happening, if if we're not having like a Matthew 18 or a, a you know, a 1 Corinthians 5 situation, mm-hmm. um, maybe maybe not to that level, let's pray, let's pray that we never <laughs> have to that level of extreme but if, if it's if you're in a place full of sinners where there is never a need for church discipline at all you could probably bet that you're just hanging out with your buddies right there's all no in. level of accountability or or growth happening right because of people edifying each other and keeping each other accountable like that should be taking place. Right, exactly. And so so again, like I mean this is again is not an exhaustive list at all, but I think we can pull all of these principles from scripture to simply say that like there needs to be uh, an array of people there. And 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 I maybe I'll push even further than that. I think if your local uh, gathering of believers um, does not reflect uh, your city, does not reflect uh, the the culture that you're in um, in diversity, uh, I, I think you are dangerously close to being uh, something other than the, you know representing the manifold body of Christ, you know. And so, like, if you look around and everybody looks like you, yeah, that's not that's not showing and displaying the gospel that is good and and is willing and capable of saving. All, um, but you're kind of just reaching out to everybody. So look around, look look around at your local group, look around at yeah, at that thing that you're calling um, your church, and see that. It, I mean, I mean, and hold me accountable, man. If you like, come and ask me, like, hey, I disagreed with that um, by all means. But but I just I think these are good ways, good ways to measure if I am a part of a church. Right, and so, so and, I mean, and, and at the very least, uh, part of a healthy church. Right, there, oh, there yeah, are definitely yeah. some yeah. churches, you know, who have been around for a long time or are relatively young that are growing and moving towards those things, but are not quite there yet. Yeah. Oh, amen. And and I would agree with that as well. Um, and then, yeah, and then maybe the the strongest definition I would give of a church is where the gospel is preached 
regularly, where people are reminded um, that they uh, cannot save themselves, that they need a Savior to bring them back to uh, a relationship with God, and that Christ, through his uh, life, death, resurrection, and ascension, is that Savior. And so if that, 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 that needs to be there. If we're just hanging out and we're getting a bunch of self-help talks, I don't think, I mean, we are not a New Testament church. That, that is not prescribed in the New Testament of this sort of touchy feely make everybody feel comfortable kind of thing the gospel needs to be preached and and at times it should pierce um there should be times of of repentance there should be obviously there should be disciples made and baptized if we're looking around and man like i haven't seen anybody baptized in a while like like we have we have reason to pause that i mean that was the commission that christ gave to the church hey go and make disciples of all nations and baptize them in the name of the father the son the holy spirit if that's not happening be be willing to say well it needs to be, you know, it need that needs to be happening um, within the confines of the local church. All right, so, all right, there's a good. De- I mean, that's a thorough definition. It's not. I'll yeah, still say it's not exhaustive, but, right. but 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 thorough enough. So why why should somebody go to church? Trav, do you do you have a quick thought on like like what? Just answering that question. Why like like let's say maybe a student, you know, maybe you're area right now what if student walks up to you and says why why should i go to church why is youth group not enough for me why do i need to go on sunday mornings i mean i think ultimately it comes from just it's beneficial for them it it is better that you are in church than not in church especially as a follower of jesus Um, and the thing that you know i'll I'll just blatantly rip off a thing that you say often uh, (laughs) there's no such thing as a christian that exists outside of a body that we would call the church like yeah. the the gospel the new testament um does not lay out that as a thing at all that that just doesn't exist right and and like trying to justify that dude if if you're hearing this and you're trying to you want to push back by all means dude look for a passage in scripture that says it is okay to be a solitary independent uh dangerously introverted follower of jesus like God, the the scriptures do not allow for it. They 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 describe life in community, right? And I think in so additional to that, and as we look at scripture, just go to church is pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Um, but but <laughs> like out of everything that we defined a church with, um, all of that is clearly beneficial for someone. And so in the context, like you said, of youth ministry, if a student were to come up to me and say, "All right, um, like should I go to church?" Yes, you should. You know, partly because it's beneficial for you to be around elders who are teaching, keeping you accountable, um, you know, practicing church discipline. Yeah. Um, it's beneficial for us to do, um, you know, our, our lives together, like yeah. to kind of steal that phrase. Totally. Um, it, it's beneficial for us to be growing together and growing because we're together. Um, you know, yeah, the, it's kinda, the responsibility I mean, of the church is to edify one another. So it's better for a student to be plugged into that than to be outside of it and separate. Yeah. And I mean, even like uh, one of the passages that came to my mind when I was thinking about this uh, is from Ephesians 3. And when Paul's praying over the church in Ephesus, he he prays, among other things, he says, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints. So among all those who have been made holy by the blood of Christ, what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the 
love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. And so, I, I mean, even a prayer like that puts into the context, and Ephesians is a, I mean, you can't, you can't read the book of Ephesians and be like, hey, I'm going to do this all by myself. Let's go. It's, uh, it's, it's independent Christian time. Because, I mean, he just paints this beautiful picture of the new community in Christ, the new humanity in Christ. And he takes it all the way down to the ground level of husbands and wives, you know, children and parents. Like, he makes it so practical. Do all of this stuff together. And it, and um, and then, I mean, then in, we could probably, uh, I think to everybody's case or everybody's mind comes uh, the passage from, from Hebrews 10, and I think rightfully so. Um, you know, one that we've talked about here in our church um, very recently is when he calls these people that, that are experiencing, you know, persecution, that are kind of beat up followers of Jesus, thinking about walking away. He says, and let us consider how to stir up one another. And I love that that phrase. I, I think about it often. Um, to be able to obey anything that is about to follow, uh, you have to have a one another. <laughs> you have to, like, there has to be a one another in your context. And if there's not something is clearly missing. Can you imagine reading that from a perspective of like, no, nah, I don't need anybody else to grow in my relationship with Christ, and then reading, let us consider how to stir up one another. It was like, ah, shoot. <laughs> I can't, you know, like, like, I can't do that by myself. Right. And so, so anything he's going to say after, like, I'm already disobeying that right mm-hmm. so you can't do that friend uh by listening to your to your podcast um and john piper is awesome i'll listen to him preach all the time or or whoever it is that your you kiddos are listening to these days um but i think uh, it's still john piper yeah so okay we're just all listening to him. <laughs> okay and i and i highly recommend that <laughs> by, by all means if you're listening to somebody else maybe yeah I don't know. I heard a guy uh, recently listening to Matt Chandler pretty uh, religiously, and I'm I'm all for that too. Listen to Matt; that'd be awesome. But um, but if you're if that's church to you, or even um, let me push you further and to say like even if it's like you're in a small group of people that are in your same season of life or your same um, not not even just your same season of life, but look just like you and same age and same all those kind of thing. Um, It'd be really hard to, 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 to obey the thing that comes next when he says, consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. And so that sounds super intentional, right? Like that sounds like I don't exist for just me. I don't exist independently. I exist to uh, stir one another up to love and good works. And then he says the, like, like the cutthroat line, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some. Right, like, whoa, like, what are you gonna do with that? Right, right. <laughs> it's like, like, it's as is the habit of some. And you know what? And in our, and man, let's just let's just step on everybody's toes real quick, okay? Like, I think our culture is creating a habit out of uh, or the, of neglecting to meet together. More, I, like, dude, we like. And we're going to actually do a podcast about, like, should Christian kids play sports? But let's talk about it real mm-hmm. quick right here. Is like, it, this is crazy to me. Like, it, it, parents are taking kids out of church, out of youth group all the time to go and play sports. and Because tournaments are on Sunday these days, which is just horrible to me. But it just implants in kids um, uh, just this thought that, you know what? Church isn't that important. Yeah, it's not it, that big it, of a like, deal. Um, yeah, just continues the what we set up top that a lot of people have a low view of what church is supposed to be. Right, and, it's a thing you can make when you can make it. Yeah, and and it 
it becomes to those kids and to those parents as they, um, yeah, continually take their kid out and like have to justify what what they're doing. Um, it becomes, yeah, an obligation more than a body of believers meeting together. It's a responsibility that I have as a Christian. But as long as I'm, you know, reading my Bible or or doing stuff well or catching up with reading the podcast Jesus later, calling, yeah, <laughs> right. Then then okay, well, it's fine because my relationship with Jesus is still strong. So I I haven't just forsaken my obligation. Right. And that, and the, like you're totally onto something right now because I think the, uh, and maybe it was different in the passage in Hebrews, but let's expand it a little bit. I, I don't think in our culture um, we create a habit out of neglecting to meet together by like, like, you know, riding off on our Harley in the the sunset with our middle finger aimed at the church building, right? Like, right. I don't think that that's uh, how we neglect. We our... don't just view ourselves as these lone wolves out there. Yeah, exactly. We're not. Just forget it. But how how does it really work? Like, well, I'll tell you. Like in summer, it's like on a Sunday morning. Like, oh man, we're going to the lake first. Uh, we're gonna go camping this weekend. You think you want to come? Oh yeah, I'll come. That's cool. And then like the next weekend comes around, and like the kids got sports. Okay, well, okay, I'll go that. I'll go then and then then like on the next day man you had a long week at work right like it was exhausting and then so you know what it's okay I'm gonna sleep in this time and and it that's no big of a deal and all of a sudden you've been at church one time in like the last month and a half and then you're all of a sudden you're like oh I don't even know what's going on here and I feel like I haven't seen everybody in a long time <laughs> yeah <laughs> I feel like that's a phrase that gets thrown around all the time in like June July and August <laughs> I dude I totally agree and 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 what has happened is, is we have deprioritized the gathering of believers to the point where we are neglecting to meet together like that. I mean, it's it's spot on. It's verbatim what's what's happening and, and the forming that habit, man, it 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 is killing us. And and people um, don't feel like something's missing because, like you're saying, they're not in blatant sin. They read their Bible every once in a while. They feel guilty when they don't, so they must be doing okay. Um, but I, what I, I'm pushing for, and I'm lobbying being for um, on the grounds and confidence of the New Testament is you are missing something fundamental to your relationship with Christ is that is the coming together of believers and and worshiping with one another. And then he includes this part at the end of verse 25 in, in Hebrews 10. Um, not, not neglecting to meet together is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. And that's, I mean, that you can't read that and not feel like it's a priority, right? right? Like, like it's a, a gr- it should be an increasing priority, not a, <laughs> a decreasing, not that big of a deal, back burner, listen to, listen to another preacher, read my Jesus Calling book, I'm good, met with all of my uh, people that are all my age. Uh, that That's not like what is referred to here. He is very much saying, dude, do it as much as you can be with them. You need them. Um, you know, and we haven't even got into like Romans 12 and Ephesians four, where Paul says you are members of one another. Yeah. Like you don't even exist outside of me and I don't exist outside of you. I need you to be fully me, you know? And so you can't, you can't do that alone in your house. And so, um, why should someone, uh, go to church is for all of that. Like, and as much as I could maybe just dump it on you, I, I, and, and maybe to say it as bluntly as possible as is that why should someone go to church? I'd maybe push back and say, well, do you follow Jesus? Do you, do you want to follow Jesus? 
And if they, if they had the nerve to to say yes, which I, I mean, I really hope that they would, right? I would I would probably say, well, that's why. Yeah, that's and, why you should go to church. And I think maybe to diffuse, you know, we we've been like kind of hammering home here all the ways that we mess that up. Yeah. Um. The, I think there's a lot of beauty in the ways that, like, there's a lot of freedom to that. You know, we yes. aren't tied to a temple. We aren't tied to a specific spot. Um, Amen. So these things can still exist in you know, a home church, a church plant, um, you know, the hundred person, small town church, yeah. the larger, bigger city church, whatever, yeah. like the church can exist in all of those places, but just these kind of core, um, concepts and principles need to exist for it to still be considered church. Yeah. So especially like if that small home church is stagnant and just the 20 of you like becoming your own little click, right. then, then that's probably not like what a healthy church is supposed to look like. Exactly. Um, same thing could even be said for the small hundred person, small town church. Yep. Um, but, but there's so much beauty in the fact that we, we can have church and we can exist as a local body anywhere, but exist as a local body. Yeah. And it's, and, and that's beautiful. Right. And so like the pushback on like, we don't need a building. Like I can be a Christian. Well, cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you, but it's sweet to have one, right. you know, and it's really cool to like have a place to come together. You know, that argument is so American, you know, it's like, you don't need a building, man. We can meet wherever. Yeah. But then like, you know, we go and go and hang out in Haiti with our brothers and sisters there with a total open air warehouse, you know, that like has a roof over it. Like they would praise God. God to have a place to go to gather together, but they they praise God in the place where they are, and what mm-hmm. they have is even bigger and better than than me, even the church down the street. So it's such an American thing to be like, dude, I can worship from wherever. Well, yeah, you can. Like, I'm not arguing with you, um, but it's pretty cool to have a place where you can drop your kids off and they can hear the gospel, mm-hmm. and and you can walk into an air conditioned room to where you're not sweating down your face to try and listen and things like that, and you. Have have a comfortable chair to sit in like dude like I, I get it you don't need those things um but they're cool and and if you got them sweet and but go to the place that has those principles and gather with them and gather often um and and grow and grow in your relationship with jesus man move forward don't don't i, I stag being stagnant or being cold or being selfish or um all these different things these are not part of being a a part of the life in christ it's a beautiful one of yeah let's gather together and let's be the people of god and let's see others come to know christ and baptize in the name of the father the son the holy spirit so right you know. and so to real quick Real quick to kind of wrap up, yeah. Um, kind of what what I want to answer now is like two two questions or two mentalities um, that that I think a lot of people have in in what it looks like to be in a local church, and and one is okay. Does that just mean that I attend a church on a Sunday morning, and can I go and attend any church? You know? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And so, good question. And and yeah, that's also a mentality. Uh, but what I, okay. Um, what I would answer that is, is, so it's kind of like the church hopping question, right? right? Like, like if I just go to any gathering, why do I need to be in a specific one? Um, and, and to that, I would push back, um, in is I'd, I'd probably actually come back to Hebrews 10 when he says, um, don't neglect to meet together. Um, let us consider one another to stir up and, uh, one another to love and good deeds, um, good works. And so it, that can't happen 
happen if I don't know you, right? Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't like like you are not the one another to me if you are just a stranger that I just met, right? And if I'm constantly just meeting people and there's no deeper relationship, there's no time where I I know what's going on in your heart. Well, what am I going to encourage you with? What am I going to stir you up with? Yeah, you know, like I might I might get pumped on like, hey, Jesus is awesome, and you're going to be like, well, yeah, I know that. And then casual handshake, small talk. That's not relationship, dude. That's not there, there's no depth there. And and if you don't have a shepherd over you, like like we're demanded to first Peter five, you know, when he calls the elders to shepherd the flock among them, that is a gathered group of believers that these shepherds know and they know intimately and they know well. That's not happening if you're roaming around all the time. And here's the thing, like like don't hear me say that there is there is not at times uh points to leave church like like I get that like and we've we've heard many many stories of of stuff where people needed to leave and it was better for their family and it was better for um you know their their walk with Christ uh and okay like I'll give you that, but I'll also push back with this. Um, our particular church has been through some pretty horrible things. Uh, right. It has a has a has a spreckled past. <laughs> yeah, to kind of put that mildly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but there are families within our church who walked through those horrible seasons. Uh, Many of them, uh, I'm thinking of some of them, were elders uh, behind the scenes dealing with all the garbage uh, that was going on, walking through all of that stuff. Never left. Um, You know, when the church almost shut its doors, they were just like, well, then we'll find another church. Um, (laughs) But but until then, they were were going down with the ship. Um, And then God, in all of his grace, um, has totally redeemed uh, our church. It's healthy. It's growing. um, you know, brought in a couple uh, random knuckleheads to help lead and and shepherd them, and those people get to th- those families that stuck it out got to stand on the other end of it, saying, "Look what God did." Look, you know, and so yes, there are times to leave, um, but but these guys ha- were were close enough to one another uh, to stir each other up and to persevere and to get to the other end. And so, who knows that might might, might be an option also. Right, um, and and one of the things that stands out about every one of those you know people that I, I'm thinking of who who stood with our church in the middle of difficult times mm-hmm. and, and walked through through those times with our church is that they they didn't just hold tight to a view or a mentality of I need to find a church that feeds me, yes, or or has enough resources. Yeah, um, that their view and you know why a lot of them were elders or very very active volunteers um, was that they realized that this was their body, their community, and bigger than any budget, any amount of buildings. Right. The the people who make up the church are the resources of the church. Right. And, and they, so they, so they the got who, this. Yeah. What exactly. we're talking about was they they this sank into them to the point where it made it to their hands and their feet and they said no this is my place to serve and this is where god has called me i exist here in this place not yeah not to be fed because <laughs> even uh, with your list of like uh, somewhere that feeds me or even on at, at some points like even where i feel comfortable walking in the doors you know <laughs> like and they were just like no it's not for me and god if you want to shut this all down cool but i'm i'm still Sticking with it, and there's you know still good stuff happening, mm-hmm. and and they did, and they're now 
I mean, praise God for what what he can do. Um, and now they're still intimately involved and still uh, serving and still uh, not neglecting to meet together, um, but stirring up a lot of different new people towards love and good works. And so uh, that's why I would I would say um, uh, maybe another principle to add to what is a church. Uh, would be to say uh, a place that you are intimately and deeply within relationship with enough people to where they can be with you and you can be with them to stir up one another, to consider one another, to love and good works. And so, yeah, that's that's what I would say. So why should someone go to church? I, I'd simply say uh, to follow Jesus. <laughs> and I mean, let's let's just wrap it up with that particular answer and maybe yeah and we can unpack that we just did in like a half hour but right. but i would still answer it with that is is i i think you should follow jesus and i think in order to do that uh to be a part of intimately and deeply involved in a local group of believers is the way to follow jesus yeah and i think you know when we say you should go to church you know we're saying you should go and be plugged into invested in actively participating in a church. Yeah, go and consider one another uh, how to love and stir people up and towards good works and encourage them all the more. Um, and uh, as you see that Jesus coming back, man, it's going to be a good good thing. To sure see. is. Yeah. All right. Well, God. that seems like a great place to end it. Yeah. So thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. This has been Don't Ask Me That, a local pastor podcast.